radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, <laughs> he, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, Pastor Fleming. And it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I'm in mega crunch. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys would put mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. Table Talk Radio should be played in dentist's office waiting rooms everywhere. It'd be like... You'd look forward to to the operation, you know, you have like a root canal. You'd be like, oh man, finally got out of that waiting room. Can't wait to get my root canal done. Wouldn't that be, I think this is a good idea. What do you think? That's an amazing thing because my buzzword is root canal. <laughs> I can't believe you guessed it already. Uh, I know. I could use some more volume from you, just, just saying. Really? Yeah. You could, okay. I mean, that's probably the first time in history I've ever said that. that. <laughs> but is that, is that working there? How's it, is a little that bit, a little bit more maybe even. More? Even more? Yeah. I know. I never thought I would say those words. More. more. How about that? And, you know, instead of more not... cowbell, it's more Wolfmuller. Needs... <laughs> more cowbell. What was that about? Uh, it was a line from a SNL skit back when SNL was funny. Um, they did a skit, and they were doing, uh, like, this cowbell noise in the background. And at, at the end, they'd be like, all right, how'd it go? I think we need more cowbell. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. All right, so uh, we've got a show lined up for you today. Uh, your your buzzword for me is root canal, huh? Right. What's your buzzword for me? Uh, minor Cowbell? minor ban. Minor ban is is my oh. buzzword for you. Uh, so we in the church we'll talk about uh, minor ban and major ban. Uh, these are terms of of practicing church discipline, and uh, they're with regards to pastoral care um so that a person uh is in spiritual danger and that's something that i don't think we have a category for i mean we in the church do but that most people just walking around thinking about things don't think ever about spiritual danger but if you have a pastor if you're in a church then your pastor is your spiritual overseer uh to help you amidst spiritual danger and one of those dangers is impenitence and so a pastor in a church have only a few tools uh, to help you in that moment, and one of them is the minor ban, which is a reference to uh, withdrawing communion from someone uh, who would otherwise uh, be a partaker, so uh, a member of the congregation. So if someone is in found in open, unrepentant sin, uh, to place them in their minor ban means to say that uh, you are not admitted to the altar until you confess and repent of this sin. In contrast to the major ban, which would be the whole th- uh, process of excommunication. Hmm. Okay. Got it. All right. So I got buzzers out of the minor way. Your ban. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Root canal. I'm excited about thank, this thing. Thank you for for my buzzword, by the way. I'm, I'm really looking forward. Well, I guess I already got it, so I'm done, right? I don't have to think about the buzzword anymore. I'd give you 5,000 points for guessing the buzzword before I even told you. 
<laughs> you know me too well. All right. Well, let's let's do a little Ten Commandments in the news today, shall we? All right. All right. Well, here's a story from Fox News. Francisco Archbishop is banning Speaker Nancy Pelosi from receiving Holy Communion over her support for abortion. Archbishop Salvatore Cordelloni telling Pelosi, quote, you are not be you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion until such a time as you publicly repudiate your advocacy for the legitimacy of abortion. Hmm. Here to react is Fox News contributor Raymond Arroyo. Raymond, welcome. Um, let's, let's get right to this, because a lot of people don't understand how things work in the Catholic Church. So first of all, the Archbishop has been reaching out to Pelosi for quite a while, correct? Yeah, 10 years, Rachel. So they've been in dialogue for 10 years. They even met in person on a few occasions. But recently, Pelosi has sort of doubled down on her advocacy of abortion, wanting to enshrine it in law. And the, the bishop has been trying to reach out to her. There's been no communication. So he just publicly issued what she already knew. She should not present herself to communion as a Catholic. Here's why. There's canon law. Canon 915 locks he and any Catholic into this position. If one is obstinately persevering in manifest grave sin, manifest mean, meaning public sin, you're not to present yourself Who is to this communion. Guy that's talking, so, by the way? He's some uh, contributor for Fox News that is apparently a Catholic and knows canon law. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I knew, I, mean, I, mean, I knew that. It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so I'm so actually I'm playing this because I think he does a really good job explaining it because you know that what you're going to hear and which we're already hearing is a complete misunderstanding of what this um, uh, barring from communion is actually all about. But I just, I just, you know, you know, you're listening to a Catholic when the defense of something is by quoting the number. Of in the canon law. <laughs> anyway, I mean, we think it's funny, but for them, it's like, what are you laughing at us for? That's what we do. That's for Catholics. What do you expect? Anyway, want some more? All the bishop did here, Archbishop Cordelioni, all he did was alert his priests that Nancy Pelosi is not to receive communion. This is a warning shot, Rachel. This is an act of mercy to Nancy Pelosi, putting her on notice that her soul is in jeopardy. Now, people privately may be living sinful lives, and we all are sinners at different levels, but when you're public about it, and in this case, Nancy Pelosi saying, I can be a devout Catholic and hold this view that is opposed to human life and the teaching of my church, that's a problem. So the bishop is saying, no, you can't. So you've got to live consistently the life that you're claiming here as a Catholic. I often tell my own children, communion is not the whopper. You can't have it your way, okay? You have to have it the way the church prescribes and the way Christ yeah. lays out. Or, you know, you, you, you make the choice to either be in the club or not. Right. You know. All right. What do you think about that? Not the Whopper. <laughs> That's not the Whopper. Communion is not the Whopper. That's the takeaway. That's your big there. takeaway this from that. Very, Good. <laughs> very interesting. I, I think, um, well, there's a lot going on here. So, uh, I wonder one how long it's been since Nancy Pelosi went to communion. You know, hmm. I mean, what? I don't know. But what's interesting to me is that uh, anytime there's a person who should be excommunicated, they're basically already excommunicated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a very rare situation that someone is coming to the Lord's Supper at the same time 
remaining in open, unrepentant sin. But I suppose that this idea, this 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 political and vehement support of uh, of abortion and abortion rights and killing babies is because it's a it's a political stance. Then a person might be tempted to think that hey, um, I'm doing right both by way of the church and by way of the state, which is which is totally wrong. And so 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 I mean, good good for the bishop. Good for I mean, we also understand that we I think we would have a number of um, disputes with the Catholic Church and it's both its theology of excommunication and its theology of the Lord's Supper. But those would seem like very in-house debates, I think, to most people, because we also think that church discipline is expressed at the altar. So you can't stop mm-hmm. someone from coming to receive the Lord's body and blood. That's where church discipline occurs. We agree with the Catholic Church that Right. Okay. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I well, I, I liked this gentleman's description of it. He said a few things. This is a warning shot, um, which I think um, that's what barring from communion is, um, because this is something that the the pastor does. I mean, the pastor is charged with the responsibility of administering Holy Communion. And where a person is in open, unrepentant sin, then the, the pastor uh, must decide that this is what is needed for, again, this person's spiritual spiritual uh, good. Uh, the process of excommunication, at least in our understanding, I don't really know the process in the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, I know that if you talk about being uh, justified by faith alone, you could be excommunicated. That's about all I know about excommunication in the Catholic Church. But, <laughs> but uh, in, in in our understanding, it's it's a it's a process that involves the entire congregation, as laid out for us in Matthew eighteen. So that's not something the pastor just kind of unilaterally does. Um, so this is a warning shot in that sense, um, and it is an act of mercy, um, as he said, uh, to say, "I'm pleading with you. Hey, see this thing that you're doing." Um, it's a sin, and we can't um, go to the Lord's altar, and again, maybe in, in Lutheran understanding of the Lord's Supper, coming to the place where forgiveness is given when you're saying, I'm, I'm not a sinner in regard to this thing. Uh, that's, that's the contradiction. Um, and then lastly, I like the distinction he made between open sin, overt sin, and private sin. Uh, so he made the great point that, look, we're, we're all sinners every day, and we struggle against those sins and confess them and, and come to the Lord's table. But for someone who is living openly in the sin and saying, I can be a Catholic and I can live contrary to this Catholic teaching, that is a public thing that um, does make a difference when we're talking about uh, approaching the Lord's table, because that is a confession. When you go to a church's table, you're saying, I believe what you believe. And so someone who's departing from that church's uh, teaching shouldn't come to that altar. We'll say more, maybe more about this right after this break. Busting the myth that practice makes perfect. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. 
The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. So we've heard it from the Roman Catholic perspective as to why uh, Nancy Pelosi would be um, forbidden from taking the Lord's Supper until she repudiates her position on abortion. And I thought, well, let's just ask Nancy uh, about this. I think, okay. Do we have you got her on the line? Let's see. Oh. I guess she's having a hard time getting through. We'll, we'll have to let this interview suffice. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's bring in now the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. She joins us now. Madam Speaker, I've, I've known you for at least three decades, yes. uh, and, and we haven't talked about your faith publicly. We certainly have in a lot of private conversations because it means so much to you. The last time was when you were talking about your father, and I said, I bet you wish your father were here to see you. And you said, he is here. He is here. He is with me. I know exactly. My, my dad's watching and he's in heaven. Uh, I, I'm just curious, what do you say to Catholics who see what's happening to you in San Francisco and wonders why you have an archbishop taking a step like this? Well, Good morning, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we do go back a long way when you were a new young member of Congress. Uh, the, uh, the, what's so sad about it, and as you're speaking, I'm thinking of some of the discussions I've had with other members of Congress over time. And what is important for women to know and families to know that this is not just about terminating a pregnancy. So these same people are against contraception, family planning, in vitro fertilization. It's, it's, a, it's a blanket thing, and they use abortion as the front man for it while they try to undo so much. That's what they tried to do in the Affordable Care Act, which Did didn't have anything there? about it. betcha. She says these people, and by these people she means <laughs> us. <laughs> Well, she means the church. Right. I mean, the, she what she's a part of, right? The, yeah, the, these people mean her. I mean, <laughs> that's the church that she belongs to. You know, right? That, that's the, the that's the pope that she has submitted to, apparently, right? So, right. I mean, these people, right? Uh, so, I mean, to to, to that um, gentleman's point from the last segment, he said, "Look, this is this. These are the rules of the club. If you don't like it." Get out of the club. <laughs> you should be an Episcopalian, for heaven's sake. I, I was speculating that. Like, if if she were to leave the Catholic Church and, or, you know, be excommunicated, would she go to the ELCA Church or would she go to the Episcopal Church? <laughs> They're probably lobbying for her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I tweeted at Elizabeth the other day, you know, Bishop Eaton, Elizabeth, uh, because she wrote on the Twitter this great sadness about about the leaked Supreme Court document mm. and how they are for what would they what is it called again health care what is, what do you call abortion uh, women's, women's women's reproductive health, rights or something like yeah, that yeah something what a euphemism <laughs> can you imagine a, a better euphemism it's like uh, 
Anyway, uh, so uh, so I asked uh, Elizabeth what Bible. It's, it's like saying ste- stealing is my fiscal right. <laughs> That's that's right. Con, confiscatory uh, privilege rights. Anyway, economic. You're uh, you, you know you throw some guy in, in jail. And you're like, are you against economic improvement rights for the individual? Uh, yeah, uh, I got. I get brother. it. Brother, brother, Anyway, okay. What's coming? You want some more of this? Okay. Yep. Terminating an abortion. A, a pregnancy. So, so let's just say that uh, I, you know, I wonder about death penalty, which I am opposed to. Mm. So is the church, but they take no action against people who may not share their view. Thank you for referencing the Gospel of Matthew, which is sort of the agenda of the church uh, uh, that is rejected by many who side with them on terminating a pregnancy. So. We just have to be prayerful. What? Where does Matthew say that we should kill the babies? <laughs> um, it, it's, I think it's in the um, Slaughter of the Holy Innocents. <laughs> I think that's in Matthew, isn't it? That's right. It's like, hey, look, Herod did it. It was legal in those days. I think, you know what? I think the, that's really bad, actually. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> That's true. The the um, I, you know what I think it is when he references Gospel of Matthew, it's like Sermon on the Mount. That's really nice. Jesus is really nice, but when you read the Sermon on the Mount, it's actually not that. You know, it's rough. The Sermon on the Mount. It's it is not so peaceful uh, as people's people imagine it. You know, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you're in trouble, buddy. But anyway, don't. Don't mention that, but the, the, well, okay. So um, I mean, I mean, this may be a whole nother thing. I, I, I do. I, I mean, I've, I have heard Nancy Pelosi speak again or speak about you know that we're we're being we being Congress doing what you know Jesus wants us to do and caring for the poor, et cetera, et cetera, things like that. Um, so there's a a confusion about you know who who actually has this obligation to care for the poor. And I would submit that uh, when we do so in love, um, then then we're uh, following what Jesus has taught us to do. And I think this is true too, that it's impossible to legislate love. So, so Congress passes a law, says, hey, you have to give money to the poor. I've now been robbed of the opportunity <laughs> to love my neighbor because now I'm being coerced to do so, which can't possibly right. be. Right. And the government gets credit for it. You got to give you got to give money to the poor, and we get the accolades for that gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but but that's a whole other thing. So, so I mean, it's it, you're right. So the politicians the death can, penalty though. She brought up the yes. death penalty. She's like. Catholic yeah. Church is against the death penalty, but they don't excommunicate any pro-death penalty guys. Are we going to well, fact you know check what? that? The Catholic Church is wrong about that. Is that their position? I'm not sure. It is a big pro-life thing, but I do not think it's the official position of the Catholic Church to be against the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. I would be surprised Bible, to find out that it is. But it always comes up when you go to these pro-life rallies or whatever. Yeah. 
And they're like, we protect life from beginning to end. We're against abortion and the death penalty. And then we in the audience roll our eyes and say, why are the Catholics in charge of this stuff? So it makes you wonder if someone who is, you know, Speaker of the House, who is tasked with the duty of making laws of our land, is able to make a distinction between a baby in a womb and someone who's murdered multiple people. Right. Like, can we can we draw some kind of a distinction between those two individuals? You know, they they probably are so against the baby in the womb because they are getting free housing and the government <laughs> is not providing it. And food, free food. Yeah, right. And they don't even need food stamps. Yeah, Someone let, made the point the other day that it's a lot easier to care for a baby when they're in the womb than it is once they're out. Mandy might disagree but with that also, in the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But don't tell, don't tell that to the Democrats either, you know. It's like, oh, you make a good point. Let's expand the options to killing the babies. I mean, that's the, you know, the singer thing that mm -hmm. you, you could, you, you're not eligible to life for something 18 months or something crazy after birth the whole this whole thing is ridiculous how, how okay here's my problem I, I do not have any more i remember at some point in high school maybe when i was like 16 that i heard the pro-abortion argument and i was like oh yeah that makes sense but i cannot that is i cannot get there anymore i have no sympathy of mind for the position it makes no sense to me. So that's that's part of my problem is I, I can't engender sympathy. I can understand that, hey, sometimes we're in tough spots. You know, maybe there's a there's a woman who's expecting a baby and dad's not in the picture or the baby came about through some sort of violent or unexpected way or whatever. You can I can understand the difficulty of that. But w like what kind of weird thing says that, you know, the best thing then to do is to kill the baby. That's just I can't get from here to there in my mind. So I saw the, the the whole political conversation about it is really, really difficult for me. What, what, why? How, hmm. All right, sorry. The, I think the, the difficult, the logical difficulty I have with it is when the argument centers on the rights of the mother, um, because it's, it's, it's completely neglecting another human life. And so, um, I mean, we wouldn't extend that to say a two-year-old and say, um, you know, a, a someone is wanting to kill their two-year-old child, and and you say, hey, you can't do that, and then the person says, how dare you not support my rights? Well, you don't have the right to kill someone else. <laughs> so the question is: is the thing inside your body? A human life or not I mean, that that's really what all this rests on because if it isn't a human life if it's just like you know needing to get a tonsillectomy then no problem yeah I you know how dare you fringe upon the rights of people to get tonsillectomies um, that's my body <laughs> but if it is a human life then you have you have no right to end another human life. And so rather than debating whether this is a human life or not, we debate the rights of someone else, which is totally a red herring to what we should be talking about. Right. I was talking about, I asked Elizabeth a question on Twitter the other day, another question, which was, do you think that babies who die in the womb can go to heaven? 
because here's mm. now a curious mm. thing. I think as a see, pastor, I see where you're going with this. They're going to want to say, "Well, yeah, sure, but so, but well, if you can go to heaven, then what are you? What are you? What kind of thing right. ends up before the throne of God in heaven? And if the thing is a baby or a person, then hey, don't don't kill him. You know, so it seems yeah. So again, I, I, that's a fantastic point, and this this brings up a similar um, thing that we have oh shoot we're over our break actually um let's take a break and then uh i'll i'll make that point too that i liked i like what you said here and i want to i want to bring something else up to that too so whoops <laughs> i've only been doing this for a while you think i'd get this down by now right nope Nope. <laughs> hey, here's some bump out music. We'll we'll come out on this one. Okay, when we get back from this break, uh, more on this conversation about uh, abortion, life, Nancy Pelosi and the Catholic Church, and also you'll you'll be happy to know this. Pastor Wolf there, Whoopi Goldberg chimes in on the issue. All right. <laughs> I mean, for all those dying to know what Whoopi Goldberg thinks about the situation, don't you fear? Table Talk Radio is here to serve you. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio listeners, does it take to change a light bulb? None. You'll probably have to settle for one. So I've kicked up the Wolfmuller One YouTube channel, and I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor, about it, who said, Dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel, I know. But look, I have 4,006 uh, for watch time. And to monetize on YouTube, you got to have 4,000 hours. And I, I look, I said, look, 4,006. And Daniel says, Dad, you have 4,006 minutes, not hours. <laughs> anyway, if you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolfmuller. Wolfmuller1 is the channel name. See you there. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Pastor, you made this oh, great point um, on the Twitter. Boy, you're probably like, you're, you're, you're kind of a troll on the Twitter, huh? Is that, I'm picking well, that up. I, I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I, well, I haven't been lately, but uh, I've been trying to, I've been trying to troll a little bit more. Nice. So, well, uh, you made this great point. So, hey, uh, someone loses a, a baby in the womb, they go to heaven. And uh, if the answer is yes, or even if the answer is no, I mean, it, you're still acknowledging a soul there, right? So what? why could we affirm that there's a, a person to, to go to heaven uh, if we are also okay with aborting? And we have the same kind of contradiction, logical contradiction, um, even in our, in our laws. So uh, that where states can, where, where states allow women to go get an abortion, there's there's nothing standing in their way from doing that. And in some cases, like in my state of Oregon, you could do that days before you give birth. I mean, there's no law. There, there's not a single, a single law on the books restricting abortion in the state of Oregon. So, you know, 24 hours before you uh, go into uh, go into labor, um, abortion is still permitted in the state of Oregon at that time. So, but but, you know, if you were to get in a fight with your boyfriend and he kicks you and that results in the loss of a child, 
um, then you could be charged for that crime. And you go, well, wait a minute, isn't that that, that is not logically wait consistent? And the the explanation that we hear from it is, well, the mom wanted the life in the latter example. So really, yeah. what determines life is the will of another person. Is that a is that a society you want to live in where life is determined by someone else and and at will could change decide no I I don't think this is a human life anymore. Uh, well, you know that I mean I suppose that question I I can answer in one way, but there's probably how many millions of babies who can't even answer that mm-hmm. who, if they had the chance would say. Uh, hmm. I'd like to have the option to answer that yeah, the, question. The babies who say I choose life. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, okay, There, there's this basic inequity that is in the specifics of biology, which we have a hard time. Man, we have a hard time with specificity. We, we love abstractions so much. It's this Gnosticism in us. So we want to just be humans and not man or woman. And, but the Lord has made us male and female, both, the two together. That's what's good. And there's some specific things about that that belong to the man and belong to the woman. And we're always railing against it instead of rejoicing in it. Why? But it doesn't, uh, this is another problem, thing that doesn't make sense to me. There's so much joy to be had there in the male and the female. But we're like, no, 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 never mind. We, so, so there's some things that women can do that men can't do. This is breaking news. Uh, and one of those is get pregnant. And uh, that should probably be, you know, the the ladies should be like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't mean to brag, but I can get pregnant and you can't. And then the guys are like, well, yeah, but look, I can lift this big rock. <laughs> and, the, and the and the women, you know, applaud. So so there you go. And that should be we should be able to rejoice in that. I mean, the women should be able to rejoice whenever they come across a big rock that the men are around and the men should rejoice whenever they come across the idea of the future that women can have babies and they get pregnant and and there should be but we're like ah no we don't like the differences we gotta we gotta talk about birthing parents or things like this this. did you remember did i tell the last we were talking about the idea of humanity on two hills and the problem you you know you can't get from one to the other the men are on one hill, the women are on the other. You, you, but you can get to the valley between them, and so we're just we're we're low. We we are in pursuit of the lowest common denominator. Uh, we want to we want to to destroy our differences, and and uh, and 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 life starts to taste like a midwestern pot roast. Just there's just no flavor. Anyway. Sorry for you Midwestern pot roasters. It isn't. That's probably all of our audience, by the way. I was like, Pastor, yeah. me there. are you using my cooking skills <laughs> to, to, to explain the problem of culture? It is, it is an interesting yes. contradiction also, since we're speaking about logical contradictions, that the left is trying to tell us that um, men can uh, have babies just like women can, you know, so you, like you have all that talk about birthing stuff but when the leak of roe v wade comes out they say this is against women's rights well wait a minute wouldn't this be against everyone's rights like why are we why are we favoring the women on this thing (laughs) it's interesting to me that they're talking about how the future should not be decided by all these 
four white men or whatever. <laughs> when Roe v. Wade itself was decided by like seven white men, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's less white men deciding it now. I <laughs> This is a more diverse decision. <laughs> All right, since I know you 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 called me you called me early in the morning saying, "Hey, is there a chance we could respond to something Whoopi Goldberg said?" Yeah, that's right. Yes, I I searched the internet high and low and found uh, the former nun of Sister Act comedy. <laughs> Remember how Whoopi was living backwards in time on the Star Trek? Oh yeah, that's right. So. Uh, someone with a lot of credentials for uh, public opinion. Abortion rights battle is starting to blur the lines between church and state. The Archbishop oh. of San Francisco mm, is calling for Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Was she, was she that little grunt because of San Francisco? <laughs> no, I, that was the bishop grunt. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, that, that San the Francisco. <laughs> But you know, let's let's start already on this thing. That's a it's a blurring of the lines of church and state. For an I agree archbishop. with that. By the way, I, I agree that whenever the state says something about abortion, that that is blurring the lines. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that, that is going way beyond anything that the state can do to permit murder. Yeah. That is way out of bounds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Way out of bounds. So I agree. <laughs> you and but, Whoopi. You know, the, the, the problem is that there's so many things that are pre-political that we are just not political, and they have been every. So now we have, politics now wants to absorb everything. Total mm-hmm. politique, and so so the idea of like, hey, can, uh, can people be married? And hey, can we kill the babies? And hey. You know, what's a man? They're like, ah, oh, it's a political question. That is not a political question. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy. You want your politicians to be sorting that stuff out? They can't even figure out, like, where to put the train tracks. Have you been to the DMV lately? And they're, they're, you're like, yeah, I want them to I want them to answer the deepest uh, questions. I mean, we, we have Supreme Court justices who cannot answer define a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's concerning. My right. my three year old can. <laughs> she she knows the differences between a man and a woman. Yeah, uh, but I know. Well, yeah, it's this intentional. So, so hmm. now, okay, but maybe some more whoopee. Sorry. Okay, we here, cut her off. Here you go. Pelosi to be denied receiving communion because of her pro-choice stance. He's one of the priests who also called for President Biden to be denied sacrament. This is not your job, dude. That is not, well, whose job is it is to say who can to come to, make- to the Lord's Supper? <laughs> Whoopies. He's, he's the bishop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it, it, is, it is like the definition of the bishop's job. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if, if if there was a plumber in the congregation who is living open sin, and uh, and 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 the pastor, or bishop, whoever had to say you're not you know permitted to uh, come to communion, the labor union would come and say that's not your job, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it just so happens that the individual uh, we're talking about here is someone who works in in politics, who 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 makes their living quite well. Making laws for the rest of us, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, tell so, me where I can and cannot go with a mask on. Yeah, yeah. So so now there's boundaries up, upon these vocations to say a pastor has no jurisdiction to care for their spiritual life. And, and again, to the point earlier, 
If Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to live by the tenets of the Catholic Church, she doesn't have to be a Catholic. I mean, it's not like anyone's forcing her. But, I mean, it's an odd thing to say, I'm a, I'm a Catholic. I just hate all its teachings. I mean, I hate most of its teachings, but I'm not a Catholic. <laughs> That's right. All right, here's some more whoopee. That decision. You know, what is the saying? It's kind of amazing. Uh, but, you know, what is the point of communion? Right. It's for uh, sinners. Good. It's the for the for sinners. It's the reward of saints, but the bread of sinners. How dare you? So you're saying that what Nancy Pelosi is doing is a sin. In other words, uh, you see, I mean, so, so this is oh, this is what she said. The reward of saints, but the bread of sinners. That's what she said. Yeah, it's. Now, I, that's got to be something. I never have heard that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she's quoting from some something. But but, but here, here again is the point. As, as we started, certainly everyone sins. There's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the, the Lord's table is for those who are looking for forgiveness for their sins. Um, and if a person says, this, not a sin, uh, and you know, it is what God says, then the Lord's table isn't for a, a person who, who takes such a position. Um, so, I mean, you're, I think you're right. We, so we would agree with Whoopi there. I mean, in fact, th there's true. not a like holiness requirement. It's a, there's a repentance requirement. And, and that's the trouble here, you know? Right. It, yeah, that's right. For repentance centers. I'm sorry, we need to take another break. Yep, One more yep. segment of Table Talk Radio after this. Don't ask me why, but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. All right, sorry to cut you off, but you're making this great point right before the break that uh, the, the, the thing that's not being inserted here is we can say that communion is for sinners, but where does repentance fit into that? Right. That's right. Because we say the same thing. I mean, you, it's not like you need to achieve a certain level of holiness to go to the Lord's Supper. If Nancy Pelosi said, oh, I'm sorry, I've been supporting abortion, could you forgive me? Then you, he'd say, yeah, of course. Here's your forgiven. And I don't know, maybe they make him go on a pilgrimage or something who knows what yeah i was thinking maybe penance would be like volunteering at the pregnancy care center or something like that right but the point is she <laughs> says this is not wrong and therefore not to be repented of and at that point so and this is the this is where this really comes up is that how uh, how do we know what a sin is and if we are letting the world determine hey this is what a sin is and this is what a sin is not then where then then that's where we're going to be find ourselves unrepentant because like hey we don't think this is wrong that's the the big problem with something like a a pride march it, it just take an example because the the very definition of the of of pride is 
that you this is something you're boasting of you're proud of it's not something that you're ashamed of or repentant of hmm. and and thus you get the problem of hey this thing is wrong and you say no no it's not it's not wrong it's right and you are wrong for calling it wrong that's the that's the deal that is the dealio and that's the dealio with abortion and all the other big cultural issues that we're we're wrestling with right um by the way, a quick fact check from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It says that uh, preserving the common good of society requires rendering the aggressor unable to inflict harm. For this reason, the traditional teaching of the church has acknowledged as well-founded the right and duty of legitimate public authority to punish malefactors by means of penalties commensurate with the gravity of the crime, not excluding in cases of extreme gravity the death penalty. So uh, and now, I don't know this. I, I am not up on the latest versions of Catholic teaching, but at least from the Catholic catechism, uh, then it was at one time, at least uh, the Catholic church was in support of the death penalty where necessary. Yeah, that's right. That, that, that's uh, I think that's 2018. That's not that old. Yeah. All the two. Yeah. So you never know. A Catholic Church changes its doctrine, which is convenient. Well, today is Wednesday, so I haven't checked. <clears throat> but I how mean, are we here defending? I mean, okay, it's, I, <laughs> this, it's okay. But, but I, it, it, it's just an interesting thing. So, so the the claim is baseless. That hey, you know, the Catholic Church is is picking and choosing. You, you're gonna oh, the Catholic Catechism just fell down. <laughs> Oops. Um, the, the, that uh, picking and choosing, say, look, you are picking on me because of my stance on abortion, but you're silent when it comes to the death penalty. Well, it's not the same issue. Um, and we should also recognize, hey, look, this is a human life that hasn't committed any crimes against humanity yet, whereas someone who is you know, a serial killer um, should not be treated on the same – as far as, as – far as, um, uh, judicially, before man um, should not be treated on the same level. There's there's a deep connection here that goes back to the biblical logic that says the death penalty is for people who kill. So if a man kills, uh, you shall not kill. If a man kills another man, then he shall be put to death. And you're like, no, no wait a minute. I thought you just said you're not supposed to kill. How can you put someone to death? Well, th this is this is the point, is that you shall not kill is a protection of human life as the most valuable thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on creation. And therefore, if someone violates that and destroys the most valuable thing, then the worst punishment also then comes to them, which is they forfeit their own life. Mm -hmm. So the death penalty and the, the not killing the babies are th the same. They come from the same place. They don't contradict each other. They, they 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 come from the same understanding of the importance of human life and so forth. Yeah. So you put you put it forward like that. Say the death penalty is for those who who kill, and you ask a question. Okay, who did this fetus kill? <laughs> who did this little baby in the womb kill? Right. Uh, so you, you can just kind of play it. All right. We'll do a little bit more of Whoopi, and then we should maybe put a bow on this conversation. Okay. How dare you? That is, if Pope Francis How says that that's the issue. But see, y'all are going against Pope Francis, so you have your own issues about what's right and wrong well, in your church. Okay, so what do you think about that? I don't really know what uh, Pope Francis has said about the issue of abortion. Um, 
But what if, you know, let's let's just say for the sake of this conversation, Pope Francis has said uh, nothing wrong with abortion. Um, how would that square with a bishop who says this about Nancy you know, Pelosi? Po- Pope Francis, obviously, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but Pope Francis, of course, thinks that you shouldn't kill the babies. But Pope Francis, I, I would just guess, also thinks that you shouldn't actually care that much about it to do anything. <laughs> I mean, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this seems to be the thing with Pope Francis is like, well, you, you don't want to stir the water, but you can't escape it. It's coming for you. We're all going to have to stand up and be counted. We mm-hmm. can't escape this thing. It doesn't matter how nice or gentle or whatever compromising you are. At some point, if there's any conviction that life is good that's left on the table, it will be you you know you can retreat and retreat and retreat until the only ground you have is the place where you're standing but then that that also will be contested so you might as well, we might as well stand up and be counted now and say hey uh life ought to be legally defended uh, even in but not even in the womb especially in the womb especially if we can't so who knows what the so the pope seems to be pope francis seems to be a compromiser and that is um but you know what so what if the pope comes out and says hey we we agree with this and all pro abortion politicians should not come to the lord's supper mm-hmm. which is what the pope should have said about 50 years ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh then what is Whoopi going to say? Well, now I don't like the Pope either. I mean, it's not like she yeah, right. she's saying this because she likes the, the she likes the idea of following the Pope, and she's mad that that the guy's not listening to the Pope. That's not really the issue. Yeah, somehow that movie Sister Act is playing out more real than we realize. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with about three and a half minutes left, let's get to some Ten Commandments on this. Um, so number one is the fifth commandment, which says you you probably shouldn't kill if you can uh, manage. I think I remember. Is that how it says? Yeah, you probably shouldn't is what you the Lord said to Moses on Mount Sinai. Right. Hey, if it's convenient <laughs> for you, if you have time, yeah. don't, uh, don't kill. <laughs> if it's not too much trouble. Uh, so that's probably the that's probably the main one there, and and then all the other commandments are in a profound way in support of it. So you have the fourth commandment, which establishes both the family and the state and the state in service to the family. Do you see how, I mean, the 10 commandments, oh man, the the devil who is so anti-baby in every way, hates the babies, still trying to murder all the babies, is that you recognize that the 10 commandments are mustered to protect the devil's assault on babies. Mm -hmm. So we have the sixth commandment, that which puts the family in place and husband and wife as a man and woman as husband and wife to have and to raise the babies. You have the fourth commandment, which puts the family and the state in place to protect and keep the babies. You have the fifth commandment, which protects the lives of all, in, including the, the babies. You have the seventh commandment, which is which preserves all the 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 working the land and keeping the stuff so that the children have something to eat. Uh, and then the the whole conversation that goes around that is there. So the whole second table is is there as a castle to protect the children from the devil's assaults in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I, I, to this to this fourth commandment point that you just made, you know, where the interaction is between 
the state and the church, that the the state has the duty of protecting life, um, as as you said there, so that now you know the the state has been failing in that endeavor on this particular issue, and then the church has the duty of calling sin a sin and uh, bringing forgiveness to the, those who repent, and so uh, there isn't there is an intersection there as as to, to Whoopi Goldberg's uh, chagrin, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but I mean, think about say John the Baptist, who preached to Herod. Say he didn't say, "Look, my place is only preaching alongside of the Jordan River," but he he preached against Herod and saying it was not right to take your brother's wife, yeah. and and uh, was punished for that. So, uh, this is the work of the church to proclaim the truth of God's word even to those who have the duty of uh, holding the sword. Yeah, I, I used to be upset. I said, you know, the old martyrs got to die confessing Christ. We have to die confessing the difference between a man and a woman. Yeah. But it was, someone pointed out, well, that's that's why John the Baptist had his head cut off. Yeah. Uh, he could take, preach in the Sixth Commandment. Right. And uh, we are defensive of our sexual sins, I'll tell you what. Yeah, and we we have whole industries and whole laws and whole political parties devoted to protecting our um, debauchery, and uh, and we we don't we don't like it when people stand up against it. Yeah, that's the truth. All right, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio during your wait for your root canal. <laughs> well, nice work. <laughs> we should probably end with a word of gospel, which is to say that. Thanks Jesus for listening loves to this edition sinners. Of Talk Radio. And that's Table always Talk our Radio hope. For, for Nancy for Pelosi, for Please the bishop, for all of us. Whoopee, too. Side effects oh, may man. include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.